The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Who review? Episode number five, The Girl Who Died. So, did you notice we started this episode with the tolling of the cloister bell? Now, I don't know whether this is significant, but we have heard the cloister bell toll quite a lot. Now, this only usually happens in times of utmost peril. And truthfully, the Doctor didn't look like he was in that much peril. And neither did Clara. Well, aside from a brain-sucking spider inside her spacesuit. Oh yeah, and she was sort of floating. Clara was sort of lost in space! Still, we get a little bit of the Doctor's witticisms as he materialises around her and then has to squish a spider and then pop outside to scrape his boot. It's these little, almost comedy asides, these little these little suggestions of things we, we weren't privy to, uh, I think adds to great excitement, but also suggests to me that the Doctor's taking a few risks with Clara. Surely this will never do, especially when we got that shot of her lovely brown eyes and I was thinking to myself, I actually quite like Clara now. What? Really? Yeah, really. I'm sort of beginning to appreciate her. This episode was a nice tonal change from the four episodes we've had. It's felt much lighter, even though as soon as the Doctor popped outside the TARDIS, we got the Viking attack. But that did lead to the end of those stupid sunglasses. It seems the Vikings weren't that stupid because they were able to pull them off his face and snap them. Now, when we first saw these Vikings, I was thinking, these Vikings, these Vikings aren't the Vikings from the show Vikings. These, these are, well, they're not the most fearsome warlike bunch. But if history teaches us anything, it's that the Doctor always seems to meet the slightly camper versions. The Monty Python versions, we'll call them. As for the Monty Python versions, well, that sort of, sort of happened, didn't it? Come on, admit it. You thought so too. After the Doctor's speech about I'm Odin, and then we get the giant godhead appear? Um, I don't think you could get much more British than that of a representation of a god. Um, I was half expecting Michael Palin to pop out and go, What are you staring at, lad? Marching up and down the square! Still, the soldiers, the uh, ironclad soldiers appeared, and, and they were hulkish brutes, weren't they? I'm not quite sure that they worked as as well as, say, um, the Jadoon work. These were just, I don't know, they look like mini submarines, if you ask me. But uh, I'll come on to those later, probably. So we then get the brilliant, the brilliant um, little piece between Ashilda and Clara as um, Clara teaches Ashilda how to use advanced technology. Granted, it's a snapped-in-half 
half sonic, half chronic sunglass thing. Still works though, which is probably just as well. And because of this technology, it's nice to see that they got teleported onto Valhalla. No objection with it being called Valhalla. If I had a spaceship, that's what I'd call it too. Now, we then got a nice little scene from Star Wars. No, the trash compactor forcing people. Come on, that's that's Star Wars, yeah? Absolutely, that's what I thought too. When we get to meet testosterone-supping Odin, he um, he pleasantly conjured up a sort of mishmash of bad guys from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and um, a TV show that you might not be familiar with called Nightmare. If you're not, look it up. I might even pop a little little note in the show note. And then we get Clara's speech. Very, very sort of doctorish the way she presented that. And it's a sound argument. You know, have a look at this. You don't really want to mess, do you? You don't know what you're getting into. And then Ashilda decided to grow a, a backbone and was just like, yeah, come to our village. We're going to kick you, right? Oh, oh dear. That's all a bit bad, isn't it? Um, although I did quite like the uh, the dynamic. Having, having two powerful women on screen, it's something that we should have more of in science fiction, in Doctor Who in general. I liked when they were returned and we got the doctor's uh, the doctor's little speech about farmers, fishermen and web designers. Now, I'm fairly certain I know a couple of web designers. I wonder what they thought of that. Speaking as an IT technician, I didn't take too much exception. <laughs> Only joking. So we then get a nice little bit of how the doctor's going to turn these hapless individuals into a fighting force and we get that with the only kind of montage that uh, the, the doctor can do and that's a few one-liners bit of visual humor the accidental burning of a village i think it's absolutely fantastic especially as the doctor and clara are the only ones to raise their hand to the question of sword play it's nice the way that we get the little little take on religion, the Doctor's take on religion. And then they go and spoil it all by stupid talking babies. And I take exception to talking babies. I did back when we had Craig's episodes. Although I suppose if we're going to run across a baby that's called Stormageddon, it should be in a Viking episode. Sadly, sadly misplaced. We then get the, I suppose, the um, the ending, the, the whole point of uh, Ashilda, the storyteller. There's little snippets there, the electric eels. I don't know why Vikings keep electric eels, but I like the fact that they'd created a rudimentary electromagnet. I liked, I liked little bits like that. I liked them playing coits um, on the antenna or whatever they were. It seems that the Maya, though, truthfully, in my opinion, were a little bit surplus. They're not a, they're not a baddie that we're going to see again. They're, it could have been giant space kittens. This episode, when where this episode one is about the metaphors 
of what is happening. And that's the thing that um, pretty much excited me. Uh, to quote the, uh, the Doctor, winning is all about looking happier than the other guy. And that's what this was all about. It was all about face... Uh, putting on the putting on the face uh, it's all about hidden behind a mask almost um, although don't get me wrong I actually enjoyed the actual mechanic mechanics of the wind the, the storytelling the puppetry um, I like the doctor's advice I like some of the uh, some of the one-liners uh, I liked you know little twists here and there I um, also liked um, the fact that we got to hear reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Now I'm saying it like that deliberately because I like the fact that the Doctor rubbishes it and goes basically I have no idea what it means it just makes me sound clever it's it was the third Doctor's um, clever specs if you know what I mean however I actually felt genuinely sad when the girl who died died um, it's not often that the Doctor gets angry like that. It's not often that we see um, we see a death which I care about in Doctor Who. Oh, that makes me sound callous. I liked the um, I liked the the little speech about the ripples and the tidal waves, and then I liked the revelation of why he's got that face. I thought it was nice to see Doctor Ten again. Genuinely nice to see him again. And then I liked the almost Waters of Mars, Time Lord Victorious, the I'm the Doctor and I save people. And then we get the woman who died no longer died. We get the second mention of the hybrid. Now, I don't know whether that's going to be a, a red herring or not. We heard Davros mention it. We, you know, we've 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 heard this mentioned by um, we've heard this mentioned now by the Doctor himself by creating someone with the curse of immortality. It doesn't necessarily mean we've created the hybrid. I thought it was a nice touch that uh, Ashilda got to have a different token, but I don't think that were the um, we're in a Captain Jack scenario. He was a different kind. He was he was a fixed point in time. I do think we're entering something unique. Um, and I do think we will see her again. I know we're going to see her again next week in The Girl Who Lived. But I also think we're going to see her again. And I think next time we do, that she might not be so happy. Just my thoughts. Now... I did mention the curse of immortality. Would you want to be immortal? No. Neither would I. I like the fact that we have got two parters. I like the fact that we're building to this. Now, I've been thinking about the series arc. And I think the series arc is all about masks. It's all about the metaphors. It's all about... It's all about seeing things... Um, that aren't there that's the illusion they're not real we have got the illusion of immortality we've got the um the uh, the illusion of uh, the way the doctor duped davros we have got a few 
I've got a few hints that more than anything this is about duping people this is about this is about changing perception of people I don't know I'd be keen to hear what you think anyway I've rambled on for far too long as it is so maybe you can join me next time for the girl who lives why don't you check out the links that uh, Dave puts up? I've included loads of photos, loads of things like that. Uh, also links, embedded links to YouTube clips. I think you should find it all quite splendid. I know I do. See you next week. This galactic netbite has been brought to you by imperialsteam.com. Why not follow me on Twitter at imperialgnome. Email me at imperialgnome at gmail.com. Or look me up on Facebook. Or just ask my galactic netcast friends how to contact me. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe and give us feedback, plus additional podcasts from the Galactic Network, daily news features, videos, links to our social networks, and more, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.